September 18th, 19th, and 20th, the Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive. It's one of our major fundraising events of the year and our largest goal ever of $600,000. We'll need your help to get there. We have a huge lineup of inspiring hosts and guests sharing stories of how they found their way to the Catholic faith or strengthened their love for Jesus. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time and call in to 877-795-0122 to support Real Presence Radio. Host Father Ryan Moravitz and Kevin Pilon are excited to bring you the Built Upon a Rock Fest preview show this Saturday, September 14th, featuring exclusive interviews with the artists, event organizers, and concert goers. It all begins at 3 p.m. as our hosts bring you live stage side coverage. Listen on the radio at FM 88.1, FM 106.7, and AM 820. Plus online at yourcatholicradiostation.com and on the RPR app. The Built Upon a Rock Fest preview show Saturday afternoon beginning at 3 At the University of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year-round campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson along with Michael Goldsmith. We are hanging out here at St. James Coffee House. And uh, really a nice conversation uh, with, with you, Michael. Thanks yeah. for those who called in and yes. sent, sent in questions. I just wanted to point out one thing from the Just War. You know, in the Catechism, it, it, it goes to avoiding War 2307 in the Catholic Catechism. And it really talks about the Fifth Commandment forbidding intentional destruction of human life. And I think really that you can get a lot from that section uh, talking about just war just to point that out that it's in the catechism if you want to take a little more on that and we do appreciate your call we kind of got towards the end there Gregory so I hope that we answered a little bit on your on your uh, subject there but uh, I would point you in that direction so well, great. We'd like to remind everyone that uh, every every time that we have Real Presence live Monday through Friday, uh, the, the call-in section of Straight Talk is available at 9.30 a.m. 
In a moment, we are going to be talking with Scott Fishbach, the Executive Director of Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life. Uh, we're going to be uh, hearing about what's on the horizon for the pro-life movement in the state and uh, just uh, get an experience of, of Scott's experience. Scott, thank you for being with us this morning. How are you today? Very good. Thank you for having me. I wonder if you could just uh, share a little bit more about yourself, about uh, uh, who you are and the work that you do, please. Well, and I, as you mentioned, I am Scott Fishbach. I serve as the executive director of Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life. I've been in that role now um, since actually 2001, so we're, we're, we're coming up on 20 years. Um, I'm from Painesville, Minnesota, born and raised. Our, our, our parish out there is St. Louis Catholic Church, and uh, it's the same parish that I attend now that I was baptized at. Um, and uh, both my wife and I have been very active in the pro-life movement, really, since we were, were very young, um, and uh, on the local level as well as the, the national level and the state level. Um, in my role as executive director of MCCL, we really focus on the issues of abortion, infanticide, and euthanasia, and then work in the areas of, of uh, education as well as on legislation, trying to, to change the law. It's the, the law that gave us abortion on demand, and, and that's the law that we've got to get changed. So we work very diligently on that and, and work with a, a, a whole you know, myriad of different folks that, that care very deeply about uh, the unborn, the elderly, and, and all people that are, that are vulnerable, not only in Minnesota, but also across the country and uh, globally as well. This is an issue. The issue of abortion is, is not only an issue here in, in Minnesota, but it's also uh, you know, a national issue and an international issue. The struggle, Absolutely. The struggle that we have here in, in uh, Minnesota is, is being replicated in, in uh, countries all over the place. Uh, just this last weekend, there were huge demonstrations in Northern Ireland where mm-hmm. they're trying to, to, to hold their pro-life law there. So um, it's a big issue, and, and we enjoy working on it. Well, Scott, it's great to have you on today. And I know, like, we don't always hear about it in, in Minnesota, like states like Minnesota, but pro-lifers have had a big win over the past year. Can you tell us about that? We, we really have. Um, you know, every year the Minnesota Department of Health puts out the annual abortion statistics. They put out the abortion report. It's called the uh, Report to the Legislature on the Status of Abortion in Minnesota. And it's our best indicator as to what's actually happening in the abortion centers in Minnesota. And those numbers um, that we have go back all the way to the legalization of abortion. Mm -hmm. And uh, back in the uh, 1980s, we were up around almost 20,000 abortions a year. Um, Last year, we were down to Mm 9,910. Now, you know, that's still way, of course, too many. Um, We'd love to bring it down to zero. Um, But it's been a huge decline. And um, even just in the last year, there's been another 2% decline. And and that, we feel really, you know, folks are moving in in the right direction. Um, One of the things that we're most excited about is young people. Um, They track in the abortion report the number of of, uh, women, their ages. So we know uh, what the average age of a a woman that is actually having an abortion in Minnesota. And on the ages, for those that are minors, um, it was only 2% of of all the abortions that are Mm. are performed. Um, As I said, back in the 80s when the numbers were much higher, we had almost 3,000 teen abortions uh, in the state. 
Last year, we had under 300. Hmm. Hmm. So that's a, that's a huge decrease there. Um, young people, from what we're seeing and, and what we're hearing, are uh, much smarter. They're much more pro-life. Many of them uh, have seen their own ultrasounds from, from when they were kids, yeah. um, when they were babies. And um, they're, rejecting, they're rejecting abortion. And, you know, the, 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 we kind of feel like the law hasn't caught up with the culture because mm-hmm. the culture is turning away from abortion, yep. especially amongst the young people. And now the laws need to, to catch up to where the culture is. Um, so, Scott, we know that, um, you know, there's still a push for abortion, especially through Planned Parenthood. Um, so what does, it, what does it mean for you, despite that, uh, to see the drop in abortions continue to happen? Yeah, it, it is exciting. Um, you know, all of the, we, here in Minnesota, we've got maybe, well, it's between five and seven major abortion uh, centers mm-hmm. that, we, that we have. But the vast majority are all done at Planned Parenthood. They do the vast majority of them now. Um, and it's all done, frankly, at, at one clinic in, in uh, St. Paul. Um, you know, Planned Parenthood continues to be the main uh, pusher down at the legislature, um, the main uh, you know, folks that are receiving money from tax dollars for abortion. And they're the ones that are really uh, kind of driving the, the abortion uh, issue uh, in the state of Minnesota, unfortunately. And, you know, they're, they're very well funded. They have a lot of money. And they're really doing a lot uh, to, to push abortion. And that is, that is a problem. That mm-hmm. is a problem. Um, many years ago, it was part of their business plan to kind of monopolize the abortion business. And they've done that. Um, they've done that here in, in uh, Minnesota. So, uh, you know, there, there needs to be more counselors out on the, uh, the streets out there that can help women, direct them to the care centers that are available. Um, we've, we've done a lot of different programs working with uh, pregnancy care centers all across the state um, that are a much, much better alternative than the, uh, the lies that Planned Parenthood are going to tell people. Yeah. Well, I'm Michael Goldsmith. This is Father Will Thompson, and we are talking to Scott Fishbach, and he is uh, the director for Minnesota Citizens Concerned for Life here in Minnesota, and he's telling us about what's going on uh, in, in this fight uh, to save uh, not just on abortions, but there's other issues that that come up with with uh, you know small children and 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 really pushing uh, the end of life issue and that kind of thing. So it's not all about abortion, but it, abortion is a great a great deal of it. Is that is that correct? Yes, it really is. You know, when when I started out years ago, we we talked almost exclusively about abortion, and now it seems like we're talking a lot more about infanticide and right. of course euthanasia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And say a little bit more about that. You know, that's you know, the, the battleground has really been in the abortion area. But um, say, say more about some of the other uh, battles and controversies that that are are creeping up. Well, one of the things that has really kind of come to the fore just in the last year is the whole issue of infanticide. That um, you know, the, the the Born Alive Infant Protection Act basically says. Um, it's a piece of legislation that basically says that if the unborn child is born uh, at an abortion center, that you have to do, um, that you have to give them life-preserving care, that you have to take care of them. In fact, through our abortion report, we know that there were three instances last year where the, uh, where the abortion did not work and the unborn child lived. And all three of them did pass away, but all three of them did receive comfort care 
here mm. in in our state. Um, so we know that that happens. We know that those uh, that there are um, little tiny babies that make it through the abortion procedure, and they are at least afforded comfort care yes. here in in our state. The other issue is that end of life issue, um, and in fact, just today we're going to have a hearing in St. Paul on a bill to legalize assisted suicide here in Minnesota. And it's an issue that is really getting a lot of traction around the country. There are about 10 different states now that have legalized assisted suicide, um, including the District of Columbia. And what they're trying to do is basically to say that if somebody is given a diagnosis of six months to live or less, uh, without any treatment, that they could then go ahead and get a prescription um, to ingest a, a bottle of pills that would end their life. Ugh. And, you know, we've seen this in Belgium. We've seen it in the Netherlands. We've seen it uh, in, in our own country, in Oregon and Washington, where it really pushes people towards ending their lives. And, and there's a lot of incentives to, uh, to do that, especially when it comes to uh, dollars. You know, it, it's a, it's a great uh, cost-saving push for, for people to do that. And that's so that a, is actually, oh, that's a hearing that's, that's going to happen today. Um, that will happen this afternoon, and, and we'll be down there working with a whole coalition of, of individuals um, trying to prevent that and trying to stop that. We yeah. don't expect any votes today, but it's an issue that's going to keep on coming back up. And we're going to have to fight that more and more as our population grays and becomes older and older. Right. There are going to be more people that are going to need care, and uh, that care is expensive. Yep. And that's just the, we're at the beginning of the baby boomer, you know, and people, you know, really getting into the to the end of life care and, and where that it's a big, like you said, it's a big issue and it comes into, uh, you know, cost. You know, and that it ties into a lot of industries, especially insurance and that, you know, and it's like, you know, how do we fight this? And people aren't looking at it in a moral, going back to what we were talking, Father, with virtue. And, you know, where does that come into? So, Scott, we're, uh, for our listeners right now, you know, when you have these wins and this, these victories coming up, well, it, it brings up other battles, does it not? And how do you, how do you keep an eye on that? It does. You know, we, we have so many issues that we face now. Um, it seems like, as I mentioned earlier, years ago, it was, was pretty much just the abortion issue. But there's so many threats to human life right now on so many different levels that we just need to stay tuned in. Um, you know, at our website at mccl.org, we have lots of information about all of these issues. And trying just to make sure that you can, can keep up to date. Keep in tune with with the radio and the issues you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. um, stay up to date with uh, with the websites and that type of thing. Facebook is also another good place to, to get some pro life information because there are so many issues that we face. Uh, abortion, infanticide, and euthanasia is really just the tip of the iceberg for all of the threats against human life that we face right now. Um, but these are the issues that are important. You know, these yeah. these are the issues that matter really the most. Is is we're called. Um, to, to life. We're called to have life abundantly. And, um, you know, the, the issues of abortion and infanticide and euthanasia certainly are directly in, in opposition to that. I know you can go in uh, to, to your Facebook or into your website, and I know you, can, you guys send out uh, emails and stuff for people to stay informed. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. You can just go to the mccl.org website and sign up there to receive some of our updates. Um, and we'll make sure that we, we get those out to you. We try not to overdo it, 
Um, but we but we do share when when uh, important things are coming up, or like a legislative hearing or a, a bill before Congress, where you should be in touch with your elected officials just to make sure that they know that you respect life. Yeah, you know, one of the things I was thinking of as you're talking about the. Um, you know the the euthanasia, the, the assisted assisted suicide bill. Um, you know that, that as they prescribe those pills, uh, you know there's no guarantee that the the person is actually going to use them. You know, and in fact, that's one of the things that uh, the proponents say is you know not everybody actually does this, but then those pills that are meant to kill a person. Stay, you know, stay right there in in, in their in their uh, medicine cabinets, and you know, there's we we hear so much about uh, sometimes that medi- medication being stolen and used on uh, accidentally. In our last few seconds, Scott, any anything else that you would like to add? Just to keep the faith, you know, we're making progress. This has been a hard struggle, but we've got to keep it up, keep engaged, keep moving in, in the right direction. Uh, it seems like the life issues are kind of front and center on the news today. Use that as an opportunity to start a conversation and share your pro-life views and values with your friends and, and bring new converts to the cause. Amen. Thanks, Scott. We'll be right, right thank back. Thank you. Yep. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota will be offering an inner healing retreat October 11th through the 13th with Jane Bars and Mike Schneider of the Matthew Ministry. This retreat, which begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon, offers hope and freedom to those seeking a way out of hurt and sorrow. For more information about the ministry, visit thematthewministry.com. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or register online at broom-tree.org. Coming your way September 18th, 19th, and 20th, the Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive. It's one of our major fundraising events of the year and our largest goal ever of $600,000. We'll need your help to get there. We have a huge lineup of inspiring hosts and guests sharing stories of how they found their way to the Catholic faith or strengthened their love for Jesus. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time and call in to 877-795-0122 to support Real Presence Radio. At the University of Mary, affordable access to Catholic higher education is vitally important. Thanks to generous donors who believe in the value of Catholic education, eligible graduates of Catholic high schools receive free room and board. And students who choose our groundbreaking year-round campus option can earn a bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four, saving money while getting a head start on their careers. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. 
Host Father Ryan Moravitz and Kevin Pilon are excited to bring you the Built Upon a Rock Fest preview show this Saturday, September 14th, featuring exclusive interviews with the artists, event organizers, and concert goers. It all begins at 3 p.m. as our hosts bring you live stage side coverage. Listen on the radio at FM 88.1, FM 106.7, and AM 820. Plus online at yourcatholicradiostation.com and on the RPR app. The Built Upon a Rock Fest preview show Saturday afternoon beginning at 3. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith. We're here live at St. James Coffee. Come on down for a nice warm cup of joe. Uh, Also got some uh, snacks for you, and you're going to need that as we enter into our 10-minute tour. As we move around the listening area to hear about different events, we're going to be starting with Nona from Dickinson, North Dakota, to talk about the Friends of the Poor Walk and Run. Nona, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening here? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, St. Vincent de Paul in Dickinson will be hosting our first annual Friends of the Poor 5K Walk Run on September 28th. And that's Mountain Standard Time. The uh, is 8.30 uh, is registration, and the run starts at 9 a.m. This will begin at the Dickinson West River Community Center, and many area businesses have provided us with door prizes that will be awarded in the community room following the race. St. Vincent de Paul is uh, also known as St. Patrick's Conference in Dickinson, is a nonprofit all volunteer organization that helps people living in poverty in the Dickinson area. We are trying to fill in the gaps where people fall through the cracks. In the last year, we have given away over 17,000 in donated aid through home visits. We have meetings at St. Patrick's on the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. Anyone interested in learning more about our work with the four is welcome to attend and join at our meeting. If you would like to participate or make a pledge to the Walk for the Four, please visit fopwalk.org or call 701-483-6700. Thank you for letting us share this with you. You're welcome, Nona, and really a wonderful cause to be able to help the people there in Dickinson. Again, that's September 28th, starting at 9 a, uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Well, let's move on to uh, St. Anthony Church. We're talking with Daryl Helenrus uh, about the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> I forgot I'll just say it already. Pasty, pasty sale, is that right? Yes, yes, we are making pasties uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, we make about 1,200, and we uh, sell them. We sell uh, money goes to charitable causes. So uh, people like to, I'm going to give you a number first. My phone number is 218-349-9165 if anybody would like to call and, and order pasties, or, or they can come and pick them up on Friday and Saturday of this week at St. Anthony Church and, and Superior at 
Address is 4315 East 3rd Street. And that's September 13th and 14th, right? That is correct. From between noon and 4. And that's so you can pick them up. Yep, they're fresh baked right out of the oven. Really good. They're 12 ounce pasty, filled with ground beef, potato, onions, carrots, and rutabaga. So they ask you to call ahead and, and get that ordered. Is that right, Daryl? It would be good to call ahead because uh, often we sell them all. So, you know, we make sure to get some. But it's not, I'm sure there'll be tough extras. So you can just stop by without calling ahead to pick them up, too. Sure. Yep. You'll have some extras there. Yeah, we usually do. Okay. But you can contact any night, correct? And that's 218 349 9164 to directly talk to you. Is that right? 9165. 9165, all right. And that's September 13th and 14th, and that is at St. Anthony Church. Daryl, appreciate yes, you. Uh, you. Giving it, they're going to cost $4, is that correct? Cost is $4, and uh, it's, a really, it's a good meal for one person. So. Awesome. Well, thank you for your work, and we'll, we'll hope that you guys sell out. Thank you very much. You're thank welcome. You. God bless you. Thank you. We are moving on to South uh, to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, we have a 40 Days for Life event coming up there, and Brad is going to tell us a little bit about that. Brad, go right ahead. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate uh, your time. Uh, we're getting real excited about the kickoff rally coming up uh, two Sundays uh, on the 22nd of September at 6.30 p.m., um, so we'd invite anybody in the region who wants to come hear Gianna Jessen speak. Uh, she's an abortion survivor. She'll be our special guest. And then the actual uh, campaign itself starts on September 25th, which is a Wednesday, and runs through November 3rd. So a lot's been happening, and uh, we're seeing a lot of pro-life groups come together in unity, uh, which is very encouraging. And could you say a little bit more again about the uh, event on the 22nd and who is going to be speaking there? Yep, 40 Days for Life. Um, it's going to be our kickoff rally. Uh, Gianna Justin, um, her life story was loosely portrayed in the movie October Baby, if any of you saw that. Um, and so we'll be bringing her in from Nashville to speak. And 40 Days for Life now is the largest uh, pro-life movement in history. We're in 60 countries now, and over 16,000 16, babies have been saved from abortion. Over 100 facilities have been closed, and uh, almost 200 abortion workers have been converted. So uh, we're expecting this to be the biggest campaign ever. Uh, over 500 cities are going to be involved, and Sioux Falls only has, uh, or South Dakota has one facility left. Uh, and I believe God's going to close it this year, and so we'd be the first state in the nation with no facility. And if, uh, just real quick, if people want to get more information on the 40 Days events, how do they do that? Yep, 40 Days life.com all right brad thank you very much uh blessings to you and especially for perseverance in this effort absolutely god bless you thanks well let's move on now we're going to go to rapid city and bismarck diocese we're going to be talking to carol about rachel's vineyard carol good morning how are you i'm great and great. thank you for, for thank you for allowing me to share about this uh, healing Ministry of the Catholic Church. Absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little bit what's coming up? Okay. Um, on October 11th through the 13th, the Bismarck and the Rapid City Diocese is working together to bring the Rachel's Vineyard Retreat to the northwestern part of South Dakota. 
Well, Rachel Vineyard Retreat is truly a gift from the Holy Spirit and is designed to heal the wounds caused by abortion. On this weekend, the participants learn how to forgive themselves, forgive others involved, and how to accept the mercy and forgiveness of the Lord. The weekend is open to anyone who carries a wound from abortion. Men and women both are welcome. Those that have experienced abortion or have helped to obtain abortion, or even those who have participated in performing the procedure. Mm. It's also appropriate for those grieving a lost child, a grandparent or a sibling, or just anyone who struggles with the wound from abortion. And why don't you go over the the dates again and, and how they can get a hold of you, Carol? October 11th through the 13th is the weekend. And to find out any more about the retreat, you can go to our national website. It's rachelsvineyard.org. It has all the information, where the retreats are being held, what states, what parts of the country, all the information. Um, my email is there, ckling at sdplains.com. My phone, nam- my phone number, 605-374-5639. You can call or email me anytime, and we can talk about what, if the retreat is right for you. Well, very good, Carol. Uh, we hope that you have a, uh, everybody that you are expected to have there, that they would uh, show up and be there through the Lord. So we'll thank you so much for doing that. Thank you very yep. much. God bless. Well, that wraps up our 10-minute tour. We are back at St. James Coffee House. Well, kind of never really left, but, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's really good. We have all these events going on. I know 40 Days for Life and all that stuff is really, really taken off, and there's a lot of really good things throughout our, our network that are going to be happening uh, in those 40 days. So, you know, go check that out, 40daysforlife.org. Uh, and you can see all the different events from wherever you are at. Uh, and if you need to have something put on the, the air, uh, we would love to have it on there for you. Why don't you give a Brandon a call at 877-795-0122, and he would be happy to get that together for you and, and have that put into our 10-minute tour. Well, coming up next, we're going to sit down with Stephen Strom. Um, and to share the beauty of the Sarah Club, and later hear one seminarian's journey of faith and testimony during inspired sharing your journey. I'm Michael Goldsmith, and this is Father Will Thompson with me, and we are coming to you live from St. James Coffee, and this is Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rock Fest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rock Fest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rock Fest on September 14th. Coming your way September 18th, 19th, and 20th, the Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive. It's one of our major fundraising events of the year and our largest goal ever of $600,000. We'll need your help to get there. We have a huge lineup of inspiring hosts and guests sharing stories of how they found their way to the Catholic faith or strengthened their love for Jesus. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time and call in to 877-795-0122 to support Real Presence Radio. 
Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are here at St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, uh, enjoying a nice reprieve from the rain as we've had a lot of extreme weather throughout our listening area in the last 24 hours. Uh, I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith, and you know, as we... um, uh, get towards the end of our show here already three quarters of the way through our show you know, I was uh, thinking back a little bit to uh, um, a meeting that I had this last week uh, uh, with the uh, an advisory committee for uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary's Seminary in Winona and, mm-hmm. um, you know as we were wrapping up the uh, that uh, that meeting uh, Bishop just you know, really encouraged us you know keep praying you know, keep praying for vocations and uh, one of the one of the organizations that we that we have in the church that uh, really has that as their primary purpose is the Sarah Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people uh, who are listening probably know what the Sarah Club is, and uh, not the Sierra Club. Uh, the Sierra <laughs> Club is an environmental organization. The Sarah Club, named after uh, Saint Junipero Serra, yep. who founded uh, many missions in California, and some of the big names that we have. Uh, pretty much anything that starts with a San or a Santa uh, was probably a yeah. mission that was started by a son, uh, actually all the way through i think uh, arizona and all the way up even into mexico there's a bunch it's a That's i've been right. down there my uh, have people that live down there and it's really a cool because the trail just goes out he just kept going right on up you know yeah, <laughs> yeah so while the sierra club uh, does wonderful work with environmentalism uh the sierra club is a, a great organization that that prays you know, they pray, they pray, they pray. Uh, when I was vocation director, they would always ask me, you know, what, you know, what else can we do? How else can we be supporting mm-hmm. vocations? And there's a lot of different things we can do to support vocations, uh, especially at a local level as you're, you get to know the individual uh, young men at your parish. But with the Sarah Club, it's really about begging the harvest master to send out laborers for his mm-hmm. harvest, uh, this is you know one of, one of those organizations that, um, at least in, uh, in in our area, uh, it's not at every parish. Uh, I'm not sure what it would be like in the Dakotas or uh, northern Minnesota or uh, Wisconsin, but. Um, uh, but I know in our area, it's it's more, more uh, prevalent in the larger towns, right. um, and it's it's something that is just really really 
important for us. Uh, we have the need for vocations. We have the need for vocations not just because of a shortage. <laughs> uh, I, I think that that's something that's really important for us to remember, that it's not only about the shortage that we are trying to address mm-hmm. uh, th- this need for vocations, but simply because God calls. God calls people to serve the church, to love their neighbor as priests, yeah. as religious. And, um, you know, anything that we can do to help out that is really, really helpful, but especially the prayer. And I know the Sarah, Sarah Club does a lot, too, with uh, not just prayer, but lifting up, you know, and, and, and supporting our priests already. So, you know, they do things in that in that manner, and I know they pray, and they pray for the priests that are already ordained. You know, they, they do a mm-hmm. continual prayer uh, for each priest in our diocese, and I'm sure it's hap- it happens in wherever else Sarah is prevalent. That's another th- way that they continue uh, supporting, and, they, and of course it is, and then it goes back to the vocations. But they are actually praying and supporting the priests that are already ad- ordained, and however they can help in that manner too. So it's a it's a great organization. It is. Yeah, I know. I know in our diocese we have uh, prayer calendars, mm-hmm. uh, so that's each of the priests, right. that, you know, those getting who are ordained, for, yep. are being prayed for each day, uh, praying for the pope, praying for the bishop, yep. uh, and you know all of that is really. Not, and you know, I, and I'm speaking, you know, as a priest here. We need your prayers. Yes, you're being <laughs> we, attacked we, we all the time. Through, so there's, yeah, yeah there, there's there's the attacks, but um, but you know there's there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the, the the harvest is abundant, mm-hmm. uh, but the laborers are few. And I think any priest uh, you know lives that on a regular basis, realizing the harvest is abundant. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was when I was at the at the seminary as a priest, one of the things that I would often tell the seminarians, uh, especially as they were getting getting towards senior years. You will never be able to do enough. Right. You know, if I mean, if if we get caught up in that uh, kind of activism that I you know I have to do, I have to accomplish, right. I have to complete everything that is needed, you're never going to be able to do enough. There are always other needs that arise. You know, right when you when you think that you're meeting all the needs of people, you realize, oh, I've been ignoring, or have just weren't I wasn't aware. That's probably more common. I just wasn't aware right. of these these other needs. And as we become more aware, we start to reach out and. Uh, but you can't really. You can. You can. You know, when you're talking to seminarians and that thing, which we're going to be talking to one shortly here, uh, Joe Hansen. But when you're talking about that and trying to, you know, and you can go back to your own, you know, formation. Mm-hmm. There's, you can't really tell a priest everything that's going to happen, right? Oh. I mean, you can you can get into a you can get into a great deal of this is how I'm, things. I'm, I'm laughing right now, uh, <laughs> but it's always things that are going to be there that you're not aware of. There right? are, there are, and you know, I've I've talked to young priests about this, and um, and I'm I'm sure I did the same thing when right. I was a young priest. Like, you never told me there was going to be this much to do. Was like, right. um, yeah. actually, I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I I really did. But how can I really explain that to you without you going through it? You know, that's always one of those things, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's so much of that preparation and seminary and even exactly. early years of priesthood that you know you, you just have to experience it. But that's you know that's why those prayers are so important mm-hmm. uh, to pray for vocations, to pray for seminarians, to pray for priests, because you know we, we, we don't understand everything. We don't have the mind of God, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we we try to have that gift of wisdom uh, to be united uh, to God's uh, God's mind, but we 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 don't have that close. Uh, or that, that you know that, that omniscience you mm-hmm. know that that God has, and um, but you know with as much as there is to do, I love it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I, I right. love it. It's it's fantastic. It is a blessed life. You know, last weekend I had two two weddings and a funeral, and mm-hmm. um, I had uh, you know, baptism and masses, and uh, I was exhausted right. by the by the end of the day on Sunday. But it was a great exhaustion. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things you kind of look forward to almost to to say, you know what, I I did do something today, yeah. you know, today or this weekend or this week or just even in my life. You know, I, mean, I think we all have that deep longing to have an impact yeah you know to be able to do something and and to have you know, that go, fulfillment right yeah yeah and, and going back to uh the sarah club a little bit uh i think that's probably one of the hardest parts about being a Saren mm-hmm. is you, you want to have that sense of accomplishment that sense that you know we're really doing something here sure. and prayer is really doing something it is i mean i i can't emphasize that enough that's you know if, if you're if you're out there if you whether you belong to the sarah club or you know you're at home and you're you're praying on a regular basis and praying for vocations keep going yeah yeah you because know, those prayers you know they, they never they're never totally fulfilled right. because we you know god is uh bringing forward more young men for the priesthood yeah. more young men and women for religious life we may keep not see the fruits we may not see the fruits of that but it's important yeah. to do that could i could i maybe say and you could probably talk to this father but you know i know some priests that don't always ask for help and maybe they don't ask for prayers. So if there's priests listening out there, if there's in our, you know, and you need prayer, Sarah Club is one thing that you could reach out to and say, hey, I really just need your prayers right now. But don't don't be afraid to come to your parishioners, to come to come to whom whomever you uh, God puts in front of you and ask them to be to humble yourself because you can't do it all. Yeah. And and I I know you as a friend, father, and we've been a friend for a long time and I just know that you know I, I think you do that on on a on a regular basis. You know, you I think I you need talk a, to yep, and I you need just, those prayers. But there are some people, you know, some priests or some personalities that just don't want to reach out in that manner and maybe, you know, maybe they're just if they are listening and God's talking to them, always just ask because we're we as the laity are always willing to pray for you because we need you, we love you, and uh, we know the sacrifice that you put forward to for us. We would not have oh, the church you. without the priests and our bishops, and of course the the magisterium of the church. You know, so we really need that, and if we can help in any ways. Yeah. So, so really, a wonderful organization. Pray for vocations. Yes. Because God is calling. Pray that those that uh, we will all be able to hear the call that God has for us. Coming up, we are going to hear a little bit about one of those calls. I uh, look forward to hearing from Joe Hans and discover how Christ is working in his life during our inspired sharing your journey segment. We're coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm Father Will Thompson. This is Michael Goldsmith. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Built Upon a Rock Fest has partnered with Rugged Rosaries for another giveaway. Nine rosaries will be given away, one each week, leading up to the concert on September 14th. These rosaries are beautiful and extremely rugged. The quality is unmatched. For a chance to win, simply like Built Upon a Rock Fest posts on Facebook and Instagram. Each like gets you a chance to win. Full giveaway details can be found at builtuponarockfest.com. Good luck, and don't forget to mark your calendars for Built Upon a Rock Fest on September 14th. 
Coming your way September 18th, 19th, and 20th, the Real Presence Radio Fall Live Drive. It's one of our major fundraising events of the year and our largest goal ever of $600,000. We'll need your help to get there. We have a huge lineup of inspiring hosts and guests sharing stories of how they found their way to the Catholic faith or strengthened their love for Jesus. Tune in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time and call in to 877-795-0122 to support Real Presence Radio. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Inspired. Sharing your journey. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We're coming towards the end of the show, which means it's time to hear about someone's witness, someone's experience of God. We are in the Inspired Sharing Your Journey segment. And a profound encounter with Christ uh, during confession is something that changed the course of Joe Hansen's life. Uh, changed it so much so that uh, he is currently in the seminary. And so, Joe, thanks for being with us this morning. And um, maybe just start off, just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, how you got to where you're at. Yeah, thank you, Father, for having me here. Um, so I grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota, um, Diocese of Western South Dakota, for those of you who don't know. Um, and I grew up in a pretty Catholic family, which I'm very, very thankful for. Um, both my parents had, were converts to the faith, um, both in their teens, and they had really just kept the Catholic faith alive in our, in our family. Um, I'm the youngest of five kids, so that's um, a lot of work, to say the least. Um, but they really made that a priority in my life, and I, that was really impactful for me, for sure. Um, and so now, um, like you said, I'm a first-year seminarian over at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary here in Winona, um, or over in Winona, Minnesota. Um, just graduated high school this past May. So Awesome. Yeah, it's good to have you here, and we're, we're, we're glad that you're uh, in the seminary. So why don't you kind of give us uh, that encounter that you had with Jesus in high school and kind of where that where that really took off for you. Yeah, so some background about me. Um, like I said, um, my family was very um, very into our Catholic faith. And so we, we went to Mass together. We um, prayed as a family pretty regularly. Um, and I was taught a lot about God, but I really was never taught how to have a relationship with Him. Mm. Um, and so growing up, I kind of, um, I always was aware that I had this hole in my heart um, that I was, had to some amount, knew that it should be filled with my relationship with Christ, um, but I never sought after that. Mm. Um, and so I kind of took the world, um, world's word for it, um, seeking after all of these things that um, I was told would make me happy. Mm -hmm. And that searching after these things really um, led me into a lot of habitual sins. Um, but as I was taught, I would go to confession, and I'd confess these sins, but then I would go out, and I would fall back into them. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go back to confession, and I'd confess these sins, but then I'd come back, and I'd fall back into them over and over and over again. Um, and finally, um, I was, at um, the end of my middle school, I um, got out of confession, and I fell again. 
And I just came to this realization that I had become convinced that I had fallen one too many times. Hmm. That God couldn't possibly forgive me again. Mm. And so I just stopped going back to confession. Uh, and this point in time persisted for like two years of my life. And it was absolutely awful. Um, I was certainly not a happy person by any means. Um, I would put on this face, I'd go to mass and I, you know, I'd be that right. Catholic kid, quote unquote, but I, it was really just a facade and I was really, really hurt inside. Um, but like I said, two years later, it was the summer after my sophomore year in high school. Um, I was, I'm going to a Steubenville conference in Denver, Colorado. Mm. Um, and be, before this, I had absolutely refused every opportunity that someone had invited me to go to confession. Um, but truly, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I found myself in line for confession at this conference. I couldn't, to this day, couldn't tell you how I got there. <laughs> so God bless. Thank, thank you for that happening. Um, but I was so ashamed and I was so nervous um, that I remember, I distinctly remember um, we were wearing name tags and I was like, no, no one, no one can know who I am. <laughs> so I take off my name tag, I shove it in my pocket um, and I'm just kind of have my head down, you know, like making sure like no one, none of from my diocese like sees me or anything. Um, and I just, the more I waited in line, like I was just getting shaky and mm. I was nervous. Um, and I finally got to the um, beginning of the line um, and there was these um, volunteers um, that were kind of helping the students find where the, you know, taking them to the open priest for right. confession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came to my turn, and this <laughs> lady tapped me on the shoulder, and I'm shaking. And so I stand up, and she starts walking me over to the corner of the room, and she just stops. Um, and she looks at me, and she goes, I just want you to remember that you're not talking to a priest, you're talking to Jesus Christ. Mm. I was like, okay, like, how was that supposed to help me? Like, I'm having a panic attack here. Like, (laughs) thanks, I guess. Um, But so I went and I sat down in front of the priest and I kind of stuck my head down and started my confession. And the priest interrupted me and he said, Josiah, look at me. And so I looked up and he said, you are my son. And I'm so, so proud that you've come back to me. You are my son and I have never stopped loving you. Mm. And in that moment, I just had this profound realization that I had a father who, no matter what I did, no matter who I had wronged, that he loved me Mm. and he was going to call me his beloved son. Uh And that just led me to put me into a place that I gave one of the best confessions that I've ever given in my life. And I came out of that really feeling like a completely new person. Um, And... I can't say that now, like I'm a, you know, magically I'm a perfect person and no, I love no, going to confession. No, <laughs> no. We uh, still have our, we still have our human feelings. Oh yeah. Um, but I th- think the big thing that really changed in my life, um, is I made the commitment after that to go to confession every other week. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that practice that I've kept through, um, the second half of my high school and now going into college sure. has really transformed my relationship with Christ. And it was really, I mean, ultimately allowed me to have one with him. Um, which was just dynamically different from um, how I grew up. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. We're talking to Joe Hansen, a seminarian, Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary, uh, uh, a seminarian for the Diocese of Rapid City. Um, so, Joe, now that, now that you are in the seminary, um, you know, what, what's that journey been like? As you kind of look back to that confession, as you look to the growth uh, that you mm-hmm. experienced in your relationship with Christ, to where you are right now, how do you scri- describe how all of that happened? 
Um, I mean, it was definitely very gradual. Um, and I think this is something that it's important for us to realize, um, especially to those who I'm talking to that are kind of of my age group. Like, I think that we really have this mentality that like we need to change like 100% overnight. Right? overnight. Yeah. And that's definitely not the case. It's not just your, trust me, <laughs> yeah. it's not just your generation. It's all of us. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like working on like coming from that and starting with just a little bit every day. Um, you know, just a little, like five minutes of prayer a day. If you can start there mm-hmm. and just um, work work your way up into something um, that is doable and will sustain your relationship. Um, and I think one of the other big things... So, so, so what, would, what would be some of those things that are doable that, you know, that work, yeah. you know as you kind of work your way up? Um, so like one of the things that I um, took from the advice from my vocations director back in Rapid um, is he always suggests um, if you have a Bible um, during the day, put it on your pillow. And when you go to bed, you have to pick up that Bible and you have a choice then. You can either sit down and read it for five minutes or you have to move it. Mm -hmm. And and when you do that, then you move it to on top of your shoes. So when you get up in the morning, you either can pick it up and read it for five minutes or you have to move it out of the way. Make a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. And just that encouragement and just that five minutes you know, to start your day and to end your day um, really is what started that change in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, To just kind of begin and end your day with the word of the Lord Mm -hmm. um, really started to transform that. And the other thing that I um, ended up taking up in my junior year was um, a holy hour once a week Mm -hmm. Um, because we had perpetual adoration at the cathedral in our diocese, which I was um, supremely thankful for. Mm -hmm. Um, And those two things were really really the turning point in my opinion. So you individually signed up for an hour yourself Mm -hmm. Not not something that your parents or it was your choice. Correct to yeah. go there. That's so that's huge. It really mm-hmm. is for I mean for to to show that to to the younger people. You know, if you have the means to get there, even mm-hmm. if your parents would take you, you can mm-hmm. sign up for an hour yourself. You don't need your parents to. You know, they may have to drive you there if right. you're not able to drive. But it's still a conscious choice it's for you choice. to go ahead and yeah. do it. And why not spend mm-hmm. that hour with Jesus Christ mm-hmm. or as a family? I mean, yeah, you certainly correct. can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, what um, this change that happened with you? You know, how can you tell the the listeners that are out here? You know, a way of how that. I know you kind of explained how that happened to you, but. What can you say to them to help them maybe to open up their heart, open that door for Jesus Christ? I always think of that picture with Jesus Christ, you know, in the knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I pointed out to several people, you know, if you look at that picture, there's no handle on the outside of that door. The only way that door to your heart can be opened up is through the other person that's on the other side, and that is you. So mm-hmm. what can you say to that, Joe? Um, I think that something that really... Um, changed the way that I look at my relationship with God is when I um, changed my view of God as this like this person up in the sky that's like um, you know judging me and like Mm. waiting for me to mess up into when that really changed into me having a relationship with him as a father um, a loving father that is desiring to have a relationship with me I think that really allowed me to change my relationship um, and the way that I took my faith into less of something that I was forced to do or I was asked to do by my parents and more of something that I took onto my own. Um, and I think that that really changed, um, especially once I started um, being able to take like leadership roles yeah. um, like in my, in my church and being able to lead um, people or like small groups or wh- whatever that capacity can be, that was really um, helpful for me to kind of make that my own and take it um, unto myself. Yeah. Well, 
Oh, in the last few moments here that we have, about 30 seconds or more, could you just kind of, what's your last thoughts for anybody that's listening, maybe uh, that's discerning, maybe into vocation? What can you kind of uh, inspire their hearts with? Yeah. Um, I'd say the big thing, if whether you're discerning or just trying to um, live a holy Catholic life, the sacraments are, are that, that needs to be what you need to center your life around. You know, Mass um, at least once a week. Um, if you can go more, that's amazing. Daily Mass has um, been a huge blessing in my life. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like I said, with confession, um, having that be a regular routine and not something that you can just... Um, go when it becomes convenient or like, oh, I guess I have to, like to actually make that a priority in your life. Um, that's, that was really what changed my life. And, um, I think that's, that's the priority that I think if you can, if you can make the sacraments your priority and center your life around that, you'll see your relationship with Christ just yeah. change incredibly. That's awesome. I can see it in your face, Joel. Your, your, your calling is there. I hope that you, uh, feel that discernment coming through you and then that you continue through it, uh, you know, but this is a process. And yes, I think you know all the seminarians know that. We talked about with uh, Robert in the beginning of the show, you mm -hmm. know, that he went into the, and, you know, and he discerned that it just wasn't, the, you know, and that happens. Mm -hmm. And that's what the process is supposed to be. So don't feel when you're out there that, hey, I'm going to go into the seminary and i got to be there. You know, this is a, a discernment process. So, yeah. yeah, so anybody that's thinking of that, please, you know, have that in, in the mind and listen to what Joel was saying. And thank you so much, Joel, for being here with us. Yes, thank you for yeah, having me. We just continue with your studies, and we, and we are praying for you. I know the Sarah Club is also praying for you. Priest, laity, uh, many people in your family, I'm sure, are too. So uh, right now we're going to go and uh, take it back to our production assistant, Aaron, and he's going to talk to us about what's going on tomorrow for Real Presence Live. Thank you very much, Michael. We do look forward to another great show with Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer of the Diocese of Fargo. We're going to be talking with Deacon Tom Geffrey on a special service to be held for aborted babies coming up here on Saturday, September 14th. We've also got your intentions we're going to pray for during Prayerfully Yours. Get those questions ready for Father Gross and Father Leffer during Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10. Then we look forward to talking with Deacon Ken about 40 years of the diaconate program in the Diocese of Fargo. We'll then take the 10-minute tour of local events. We'll sit down with Bishop John Quinn to talk about gun violence, talking about background checks needing to be stricter. Don't want to give too much away there, but we'll be sitting down and talking with about that. We'll also be speaking with Denise Whitman on the great things happening in the Hope Pregnancy Center in the Diocese of New Ulm. All this coming up here on Real presence live i think i just had a bug in the back of my throat again <laughs> i do apologize that and all this on real presence live right back to you guys oh thank you so much aaron and we look forward to the real presence live coming up and tomorrow and we do have our live drive coming up next week so if you're thinking about that and ways that you can help with supporting real presence radio please think of that and give call in on the 18th 19th or 20th and again it's been a pleasure being here with you father will and uh, all of our Michael. guests we had some great guests today and we had some good conversation i think and we're gonna we hope that maybe you'll stay together uh, for what's coming up next uh, we have talk uh, take two with Jerry and Debbie coming up after Real Presence Live. Uh, 
and we wish that you would stay with us as we go through the day. Father, do you have anything maybe you want to say a blessing before we go? Sure. We could offer, uh, pray for God's blessing upon all of our listeners, our families, those that we will encounter throughout this day, that we will be able to experience God's grace and blessing in those encounters, and in a special way on this September 11th, that we would be able to receive any healing that we need from the effects of those attacks 18 years ago, and uh, pray especially for the repose of the souls of all those who passed away on that fateful day. Many blessings to you all. Amen. May God be with you and keep you now and always. Amen. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.